Hello and welcome to the Bangla Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan and in this episode we're going to take a look back at the very quick and slightly surreal tour of New Zealand. Bangladesh playing uh, three one-day matches and three T20s and fans in the UK experiencing very late nights, all-nighters, sleep deprivation. In fact, I'm ever so slightly still trying to catch up on my own sleeping pattern. So to delicately unpick the series, I am joined by New Zealand-based cricket journalist and broadcaster Tasneem Summer Khan. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I just wish we had better results to discuss. Well, from a New Zealand perspective, I don't think it could have gone better. Yeah, um, there were moments that I think that the New Zealand camp will definitely critique. But I think the Kiwis should be pretty pleased. I think um, having the promise of Devin Conway, a player that's been talked about in the New Zealand context for quite a while now, really come into the international sphere over the season and then particularly with this series and, and step up and play several different modes of cricket, which I particularly think is his strength. You know, he's a smart guy in general, but you can very much see that applied on the field in match conditions. So I think that's going to be an absolutely huge win for New Zealand, as is the fact that when you're Kane Williamson short, when your best batsman, your captain it, it is not playing, you're still capable of pulling off the results that you expect yourselves to do as a side. So that's going to be something they're going to be pleased about. And then lastly, the debut of Finn Allen. Um, however, I think that there were moments that Bangladesh had that they maybe failed to take advantage of. And, and again, from a Kiwi perspective, I would say that that's not what you want to see. You, When another team fails to put you on the back foot and you get defensive regardless, which I think is, is pretty much the second ODI step for step as I remember it. So many opportunities for Bangladesh. But if I, if I was the New Zealand camp, I would have looked at New Zealand's actions and thought, hang on a minute, this is a team that is traveling. They're touring after a very long time anywhere. We have every single imaginable advantage. We should have put greater pressure on. We should not have succumbed to the pressure that Bangladesh put us under. So personally, you know, I, I like to look at a complete picture. And for me, the complete picture is room for improvement. Well, if if New Zealand have room for improvement, then Bangladesh have, oh, I don't know, a whole mansion potentially because... <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, where to start? I mean, let's let's start with the one-day series, uh, which we've touched upon. And yeah, I'll talk about the second one-day international in a moment because, um, you know, let me be clear, Bangladesh had won that. But the key excuses that kept coming up were, oh, conditions, Bangladesh didn't have to play bounce. Oh, the fielding was poor. And for me, none of those are good enough excuses anymore. Tommy Mikbal was very honest in his press conferences and said, you know, it's not the first time we've toured New Zealand. Some of the no. players have been here like four times. You're international yeah. players. Um, As so, recently two years ago. Precisely. So not being able to play bounce is not a good enough excuse to, to be bowled out for, you know, was it 131 in the, in the first yeah. one day international? And then they seem to take that all on board for the second one day. And that's where the fielding stuff came in. And let me talk about the second one day a moment, because I, it's funny because you and I both spoke about playing situational cricket when we previewed this series and actually watching that second game, which by the way, was a nightmare because a day night event, I was having to get up at 2am. Honestly, it's honestly yeah. worse than just normal 10pm start. It was horrible. Isn't it? A 1.50 yeah. alarm was the worst. Um, but I was really proud of Bangladesh because they seemed to learn from the first one day where they like lost their wickets. We had like, 
uh, to me, played a very conservative innings up to about 30th over when he was out. Um, he sort of protected his wicket. We got to, I think, the 30th over, and I think we still had, I want to say, seven or eight wickets in hand. Um, Tamim then got bowled out, and we had Mitten come in and literally pick up the baton and play a very different sort of innings for the same number of runs. And, you know, and there, there were people who were very critical, going, well, Bangladesh were very kind of slow to start. And I was like, that's fine. That's, you know, 271 yeah. was a good score. Was it, We could have won it with that. And then in response, you know, I thought our bowlers played really well. I thought, I, you know, I sort of generally quite impressed with the paces through the entire series, even if they didn't pick up wickets, particularly um, Tuscan Ahmed on his redemption story. Um, Hassan Mahmood looked really good. Uh, Shifer Din and Rubel all sort of contributed here and there. And then I was really impressed by Mehdi Miraz and the, the newcomer Mahedi Hassan, both sort of choking that New Zealand run rate in the middle yep. all, all overs. And I was like, this is great. This is Bangladesh really responding, only to have it thrown away by three overs of absolute madness. And, you know, take nothing away from New Zealand and Tom Latham's incredible century, very kind of incre- like incredible innings and very calm captain's innings. But watching those catchers go down, like... I think the first one was Mushfik uh, with a training ground catch behind the stumps, which fine. Okay. You know, when you're in national cricket, you can wicketkeeper watching stuff that, you know, you pick up in club games on an international um, stage going down, particularly when there are keepers like Ben folks in the world, like every wicketkeeper is dreaming that they're Ben folks yeah. or, or James. Hunter. But but that's not what we're seeing in the international sphere mostly. It is the regulation catches that are dropped. Watch that for me was the turning moment. In all honesty, that was where where all of the impetus that was pushed in Bangladesh's direction with some really tight bowling, really troubling bowling. That was the moment that it fell apart for me for Bangladesh. You no, know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna disagree because I I've, you know people do like to pin the blame on Mushfik. He is a professional scapegoat, and I'm yeah. gonna be quite forgiving and say. It's fine to drop a catch. It happens in international cricket. But for me, what the problem was is if you're starting to flag in the evening when you're fielding, nothing should wake you up more than watching a colleague drop a catch. But the fact that the following fair, three overs. Fair comment. Fair comment. From, yeah, you're right, actually, because that was not that was the first opportunity. And then it was mm-hmm. the subsequent deliveries uh-huh. that absolutely right. If you've just watched your colleague do that. Wake you up. stand up on your toes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's not going to be me. I'm not <laughs> dropping that one. Anyone could have caught that. Club cricketer could have caught that. Exactly. You're absolutely right. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's exactly. And then it was the subsequent deliveries. And I felt, uh, was it the skein who was bowling? Like I. That there was, well, yeah, there was a missed caught and bowl from Mahedi, which, okay, might be slightly different, but yeah. that difficult. There was a semi difficult, but should have been takeable one. I think I want to say mid wicket. Um, I think that yeah. might have been off Tuscan's body. And then, just in the following overs, there were like boundaries going through cricketers' legs and all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. and it that was the turning point of the match. And I thought, and um, and you know, like we, I was sitting here and I was watching it, and 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 I think we said on the preview, I said something along the lines of, um, for a touring uh, country in New Zealand, everybody sees green wickets and thinks, oh yeah, you know, ten wickets, opening bowlers, we're all going to be able to do that. But I find. That I've seen a lot of steamers, particularly opening um, opening bowlers, struggle. And I was watching that, thinking, you know what? These guys are really putting the pressure on. Just because um, the conditions are so different doesn't mean that they're doing anything different than they would. They're putting it in the right areas. They're keeping their head high. And then you watch a series of catches go down. I think you mentioned a lot of good points about the second game. After a poor start with with the one thirty odd runs in the first game, you 
Yep, no excuse for that. It's the same excuses that Pakistan give every tour here. You know, difficult to play bounce, difficult to play shorter deliveries, bowling's different, spinners become ineffective. Um, but the fielding, that's all a mental game. And honestly, for me, that is not about the cricket. That is not about any um, deficiencies or inadequacies in your technical game, anything like that. It is simply about touring mentality. And we only have a couple of teams that are doing differently at the moment. Um, I think that's probably why the, the India series in Australia was so captivating. Obviously, there was mm -hmm. a lot of racial drama, political drama, all of that surrounding it as well, personal drama. Um, so, so there was a lot of spice in, and masala in that series. But I think one reason it was so compelling for everyone to watch is because watching a touring team go somewhere and take, aggressively take the mental upper hand from mm -hmm. the home side is so rare. It's mm -hmm. so rare. And honestly, I'm kind of sick of watching a team ranked six places or, or five places under, you know, a home side go tour their conditions get beaten down and leave. And then and then we all ask the same questions. Mm -hmm. We say, do Bangladesh need to change their captain? Do they need to get rid of, we ask the same question every single time. And it just feeds into that same mentality. Here's, that here's my worry. I don't think, I think, I don't think Bangladesh will. Um, I think we'll, we'll have had a humiliating tour. We'll have dropped the catches, lost the matches. And then they'll go home and they'll go, well, test series against Sri Lanka, long-term plan, this T20 World Cup. And they'll forget. They'll forget what happened in New Zealand. And that's what happens every time because it happens every time we go to New Zealand. Nothing's <laughs> changed since 2019. Nothing it, changed. It feels like a bit of a graveyard for, for a lot of touring teams, um, you know, like particularly Asian touring teams, in all honesty. So I wonder how much of that is just our decisive block of, well, it's a hard place to tour and it's never really going to happen. So let's just pick ourselves up and move on to Sri Lanka. It does feel like that. It does feel like, because I think what's frustrating is, you know, maybe sometimes you don't find a solution within a tour, but for me, fielding is a basic and, you know, you can go, oh, you know, it's a bit wetter or maybe it, you know, it rained during the day or dew set in, but those things happen in other parts of the world as well. And so yeah. every, exactly everywhere. Dew is famously a, a problem in, you know, uh, day-night matches in the subcontinent. It's a thing in Bangladesh. It's a tactic in Bangladesh. Yeah. So it, it, it was nothing new, but ju it just felt like there was no solution. So, you know, the one-day series, 3-0, no uh, World Cup Super League points. And if I'm honest, a disappointment, if I'm honest. You know, but yeah, we, we, absolutely. We, we look to take positives from the second one-day match, but overall we, we, we gain nothing other than a, a here and there individual performances. Yes, individual performances. I will say the debutantes stepped up. And not, I think that's not as good as the New Zealand ones. And that's that's a huge frustration for me because they do yeah. debutantes and new players on either side. But why is it never the Bangladeshi who's got the century on the, you know their third match? And that's that yeah. you know, why can't we have the Conway or you know that like that, that, there's an easy answer. There is an easy answer, and this is this is the difficulty of being a Bangladesh supporter or a Pakistan supporter or or whichever of the teams that you've got that is not in the top four. It's an easy answer. Devin Conway is, is our age. He's, he's a couple of years younger than us. So he's mm. a grown ass man who played professional cricket for 10 odd years yeah. in the South African system before coming to this very beautifully stable Kiwi system over here, being supported from day one by every coach, by every teammate. And, and that's the reality of it. I will um, have conversations in the Pakistani context with professionals who will say, um, oh, I can't believe that so-and-so was picked. Why pick him? Why not pick this other guy? Every conversation is, why pick so-and-so? Why not pick this other yeah. guy? There's no support structure that starts 
and allow you to grow and flourish and develop and all of that in the same way that New Zealand have it. Some of the benefit is the fact that this is a country of four and a half million people. You're absolutely spot on. And it's, it's, it's something that I think Bangladesh do need to go back to the drawing board with in terms of their pipeline and, and what the development is. You know, we, we've seen them be quite hesitant at pushing the uh, or graduating the under 19 World Cup winners through to the uh, senior side, only surely for Islam, I think really sort of met, kind of played and featured. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, okay, the one day series is over. If anything, the T20 series for me should have been an opportunity, I think. A kind of slightly more closer format. Add to the fact that New Zealand arrested about, I think, six of their squad, uh, IPL bound squad, big names. Bangladesh should have been looking at that and going, well, here's an opportunity. Tommy McBell announces that he is taking, uh, missing the series for personal reasons. I don't know what those personal reasons are. Nobody knows. But on his Instagram story, I saw him at the zoo. So <laughs> make what you want out of that. Um, that's, and then, that's and then, fascinating, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, and then and then Bangladesh obviously lose Marmadullah for um, the final ODI. So we're suddenly uh, playing three games against New Zealand, admittedly a slightly weakened New Zealand, but for the first time in a long time without Tamim Iqbal, Mushfik, Shakib or Marmadullah, it shouldn't have been a problem because take those players out of the team. And I think the mistake Bangladesh make is they rely on get those are the senior players. However, Bangladesh have a lot of players who've been playing cricket for five, six, seven years who should yeah. be senior players now. And my frustration with the T20 series is that none of them really stepped up. Yeah. So obviously for me, McBall is, is, is like the player that you would bank on the most in those circumstances. Yeah. So I think it's a massive, massive problem anyway. Um, it, it's like, but, but then actually having said that i was going to defend bangladesh for a second but i've changed my mind okay and i've <laughs> changed my mind i've changed my mind because kane williamson right if kane williamson sits down and doesn't turn up and i don't know is off for paternity or a hamstring or whatever the case might be there's still a complete team whether or not they win well they have been winning but whether or not they win is a little bit different they still perform like a complete team and that and that comes down to the poor stuff again I wonder sometimes how much of these issues that teams like Bangladesh or Pakistan um, do face is players looking to retain their place, players being concerned about their place. I wonder how much of it is because socially and culturally, when we assume responsibility, when we, we take on a duty of care in whatever scenario, it means that we are always duty bound by that same responsibility. So if you step up and become shocking, then it means that you always have to take three wickets and score 70 runs. Or, or maybe that's the perception. That's how we as a culture treat those players. Well, why, why, so, should, why shouldn't they though? Why, why shouldn't Nitton Dar score a, a half century in every match? Like why shouldn't Shuma Sharkas well, do the match winning? Right? Then, like Martin Gopsala, it's not like other players don't. Exactly. They absolutely should. However, what I'm saying is, is that, cultural pressure that we know that we have in our culture in our community outside of cricket as well we know it when it comes to when we're kids when it comes to education when it comes to achievement when it comes to our personal and social lives our work careers all of that it's a wider part of our culture so what i'm saying how much does that culture stop you from achieving it's an or interesting one actually yeah it's just an idea and it's not an excuse that shouldn't be used as an excuse because like i said there are still Pakistanis and Bangladeshis and, and people from that same cultural background that do step up every single time. My question to you is, were we to allow these guys to have a little bit of 
rock star, rap star, self-belief, ego, aggrandizing, whatever, like whatever we see as culturally, where we come from a culture where we say, be humble, um, thank Allah for all of your blessings. It's not you, like just be humble, like don't be egotistical. If we let these guys have a little bit of ego, you know what your ego helps you do? Helps you show up sometimes because you don't want to be embarrassed by people being like, hang on. The, the problem is I don't think these guys have had the opportunity for that. You know, you take someone like, Sumi Saka, and he doesn't know what yeah. role he plays in the team. Is he yeah. our finisher? Is he our number three? Litton Das did not have a good good tournament. Suddenly he's asked a captain. Is he the wicketkeeper? He's not going to be the wicketkeeper. And ironically, it, it was the newer, newer guys in the team who performed. I thought um, Naeem Sheikh was a brilliant opener in the T20s. And I really want to see him open with Tamim and the Wandayas. Um, Afif uh, Hussain scored a really good good innings, I think, in the first T20 uh, and, you know, the new guys, Sharifal, Nassim, they all perform well with the ball. So I wonder if, yeah, coming in fresh to the team, particularly with the T20 team, with that confidence, you know, with the kind of performances only in the BPL versus the kind of long-term, yeah. uh, whatever what? baggage our players carry from the international side was healthy because it wasn't the, once once you took away the big, the senior, senior players, it wasn't the experienced players who stood, stood up. It was the new guys. No. And I love watching that. I love watching um, self-belief from kids. And this is the point that I was making about Finn Allen. Is I just really enjoy watching that. I've said this to you. I'm so sick of watching a team ranked number eight, ranked number nine, tour a world-leading team in their home conditions for which they're so special. What are you going to get except the butt whooping? And, mm. and then what are you going to get except a lack of confidence or a loss of confidence, unless you get individuals stepping up. Yeah, I think it, it just, I mean, it just it was just a really, really professional job from New Zealand in the end. I think just from a Bangladeshi perspective, I think the T20 series offered a, a slight insight into a future and it didn't look good. Um, and between yeah. now and, and the, the, the actual world T20, yeah, we'll have our big names back, but it does feel that there's a lot of work to do. And for me, I think it just, they'll get on the plane, They'll go back to Bangladesh and they'll look at the Sri Lanka series and I, they can't forget what happened in New Zealand. They need to sort it out for me. And I think that will be the tell. You know, if we go to Sri Lanka and start dropping well. catches, like, it's not it's not on. And it's not just New Zealand. I think that series against the West Indies. How did you feel about that as a Bangladesh fan? Uh, not great, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. great. I mean, the particular yeah. test series, I think we underestimated them. So, I mean, but yeah, yeah. I am, I'm forgiving of the fact it's, it's, we're still, we haven't played a lot of cricket for a long time. And that's, that's sure. the only yeah. reason, that's the only reason I'm slightly forgiving of it. But yeah, for me, just, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. We need to, we need to work, work out our batting lineup for who's at number three. We need to work out which of these new guys are going to stay in the team. We need to work out which, which of these semi-experienced guys are going to step up when, when the, the experienced guys go, you know, there's a lot there that sort of, you know, questions and that's fine. It's good to have those questions to ask. So the, a question that I have for you is um, obviously as a Bangladesh fan, this is a country that in COVID times, we've seen a lot of inequality in terms of which teams are playing or where they're playing and all of that. And obviously Bangladesh just have not had matches during this time. Are you sick of COVID cricket? I, I'm not, if I'm honest. And I, you know, it's easy for me to say that because I don't have to go and stay in a hotel in a bubble for two <laughs> sure, weeks. I mean, as a fan, as a, as a, as an analyst, as an observer, are you sick of COVID cricket? No, do you know, I think I'm still at the stage where I'm grateful for existing at the moment. I'm, I'm grateful for there being sport, I think. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, of course, because New Zealanders are living in a different world than, yeah. than you know, the rest of the yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, watching watching the games life. and seeing crowds and stuff in New Zealand was really surreal because you forgot you get you forget for a second. 
Um, yeah. And it felt actually probably the closest to normality that I've seen in cricket for a long time because you know other than that it's been largely empty stadiums of the you know the home series of England and I mean I guess I saw, saw saw a few crowds in India until they scrapped those as well so yeah yeah, yeah it, it's it's it was good to have a sense of normality. The part about COVID cricket that I'm sick about and and I just realised while you said this that it's a privileged position being being in New Zealand and obviously living a normal life and 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 you know not being under any lockdowns or anything like that we don't have any COVID in this country and, and, and I forgot to be grateful for that for a second. But the thing that I'm sick about about COVID cricket is that it feels like a built-in excuse for a lot of sides. And, mm. and it is difficult. You get to a country and you might have to stay in a hotel locked up in a, in a room for two weeks. Then you go out and you're doing it for the TV, but you're not out, out. You're, mm. you're wearing masks, you're using protocols. It's not, it's not how like being in the UAE normally is for me or whatever. And then you come back and instead of, seeing your family after being away for a month or whatever you're then in a hotel in New Zealand for two weeks we have to pay for quarantine here as well and I've, I've spoken to players about like this particularly the, the West Indians because they spent a long time yeah doing this bubble to bubble yeah so for me it just I feel like COVID cricket is getting really old because other than that Australia India series I haven't seen anything where I think this cricket was really worth all of the lengths that everyone has gone to for this. But I guess, okay, with the addendum that I have the privileged position of living a normal life in New Zealand yeah. at the moment, I'm not, I'm not e.g. my brother who, who is back in, in Essex working from home and then waking up at stupid o'clock to watch Pakistan yeah. tour South Africa. He can feel a sense of normality like we always used to do yeah. in our normal. It's so, you know, I, I'll... I'll take retract my statement a little bit. <laughs> well, a lot to take away from from this tour. I think for me personally, I'm just looking forward to getting my sleeping pattern back. Uh, <laughs> for Bangladesh, uh, a lot of food for thought on that plane home. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, without a doubt, things need to get better very quickly because we can't have another tour like this again ahead of a World T20. Tasneem, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been really, really great, both previewing and reviewing the series with you. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly wish the results were were a little bit stronger. We had like more to go into the Sri Lanka series with and say, okay, yeah, well, this could happen. And this is what we're looking at for, for the next like 12 months, et cetera, et cetera. It's always encouraging when you have that. But just say a small reminder, every team leaves New Zealand feeling the exact same. Yeah, that's the only thing I take, the fact that, New Zealand would also be India and Pakistan and Bangladesh. In theory, we're actually in quite in England. There you go. We're in good company. It's all going to be fine. All going to be fine. (laughs) And thank you for listening to the Bangla Cricket Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with anything we've spoken about, uh, send me an email, podcast at banglacricket.co.uk. And I'll see you for the next one very soon.